the kids present Kudos Kirby, a celebration of the journey of Jack Kirby's lesser known works. And here is your host, Angus. Welcome to Kudos Kirby, a comic's journey into Jack Kirby's lesser-known works. I'm Angus, and will be your guide through the monthly expedition to uncover those hidden gems from the King of Comics' over 20,000 comic book pages. We hope you enjoy this latest adventure in the journey. Time's running out for the Challengers of the Unknown. Ace Morgan, Daredevil Test Pilot. Professor Mark Haley, Master Scientist and Scuba Expert. Red Ryan, famed adventurer and mountain climber. Rocky Davis, World Champion Triathlete. Brains, brawn, skill, and guts. They are the Challengers of the Unknown. Showcase presents... Challengers of the Unknown! Our preparations are almost complete, and in exactly one hour, this is what will happen to your planet. The day the Earth blew up. Is man the only intelligent being in the universe? There may be a fearful answer to this mystery. It can come suddenly, silently, ruthlessly, from the vast darkness of the unknown. It may well shake the foundations of our world. Here, once again, matched against forces of incredible power are the challengers of the unknown. Four young men of daring who will bet their lives against any odds. And there could be no greater odds than those they faced on the day the Earth blew up. Catapulted into world fame by deeds of indescribable daring, four men have sworn to tread the path which all men fear, the dangerous road beyond the things we know. They call themselves the Challengers of the Unknown. One of them is jet pilot Ace Morgan, who tests Air Force equipment on the threshold of space itself. On one of Mount Everest's most treacherous peaks, Red Ryan gambles with his life against the sheer icy walls that rise above the clouds. Another, Professor Harrison, who dares to explore the sea where no man would risk the crushing depths. And when the unknown tests a man's stamina and strength to their limit, Rocky Davis, champion wrestler, will risk that test any place, any time. And thus begins Showcase number 11, December 1957. Our cover artist is Jack Kirby, our writers Dave Wood, and our penciler Jack Kirby. Inkers Bruno Permiani, and our editor is Jack Schieff. While taking on a mission to investigate weird happenings at an abandoned military outpost in the Arctic, the Challengers stumble upon a spaceship controlled by the alien tyrants who are preparing to use their advanced technology to reverse Earth's gravity and eject all its people into space to make for a quicker takeover. Using hypnosis to get one of the tyrants to do their bidding, the Challengers escape the alien aircraft and warn the military of the alien's plot to take over the Earth. With the help of military resources, the Challengers manage to fight off the invasion and destroy the alien ship. Saving the day, the story is covered up so as not to incite public fear, and Professor Haley gets a cold for all his trouble. This one was a very quaint story, very action-packed. It 
has challengers working with the government and the military to thwart this alien invasion and to keep it under wraps as much as as possible. The action is fast-paced. The aliens are really amusing, I have to say, as far as how they were drawn by Jack Kirby. They kind of have this really bulbous facial features with the typical Kirby grimacing jowls to them. Uh, They're fun. They're just an awful lot of fun. The adventure in the comic is really cool, specifically the Antarctic section. The challengers there all being decked out and with all their gear and stumbling upon the alien outpost, them falling down a trench and landing on the alien outpost. The aliens are in a really weird and awkward kind of environmental protective gear. It's kind of see-through, yet they've got these claws on it and their feet are kind of like these snow trackers with spinning tracks on them, very similar to what you'd see at the bottom of like a tank. It is it's pretty wild. So Jack's imagination was, was pretty good. Then as you move into chapter two, we're taken into the interior of the alien stronghold where they're constantly playing around with gravity and all sorts of different gases and things in order to subdue the challengers at any given time. It's really an ornate underground outpost in the Arctic. Really a thriving metropolis underneath the ice. The aliens are all decked out in militaristic gear and they have their own helmets they have their own ray guns it's almost reminiscent of attack of the clones the second installment of the prequels i really got that kind of a feel but throw this all the way back to december of 1957 so again jack visually being well ahead of his time and maybe perhaps this comic in some way shape or form helped to influence those type of science fiction-based stories moving forward. But it really had that kind of feel to it since all of these aliens were pretty much looking like clones as far as these troops were concerned. The Challengers find themselves in several different predicaments, having, again, gravity lifted up and they're floating around. They hook up with the lost team that had gone there the first time to investigate the odd set of circumstances happening in the Arctic, one of which happens to be a gentleman who is bearded, but what's really funky about the colorings in this one is that his beard is blue, and I don't know what was going on here with the coloring within this comic, or maybe this was something reminiscent of the 50s or a styling, but it seems like when they want to cast different degrees of highlights in a character whose hair is essentially black in color, they'll go to blue as a color to denote highlights or a changing in color scheme of someone who has dark hair. And I've noticed this as a trend in some of these Golden Age comics and then into the early Silver Age of comics. And with Challengers of the Unknown being of that transitional era, it kind of makes sense. So it kind of throws you when you see this gentleman with a full-blown blue beard, but with black highlights in it. It's really kind of funky. As they're moving in and talking with Dr. Jackson and the other contacts talking about a computer calculating machine and the aliens are walking in this is very much a super 
advanced race of aliens who are here. They actually have a mock-up of the Earth, and they show where they're going to put these explosive charges throughout the planet. Then they simulate the explosion of the planet and basically reveal their entire scheme to the challengers, which this really gets them moving. And for the display, it really provides Kirby a cool opportunity to show this anti-gravity explosion happening and bodies floating up. And as the aliens are projecting how they're going to re- havoc on the planet. So when we move into our third section, that is the thing that came out of the sea. This is where the conflict begins to really arise. The challengers are able to get back and report to Washington the aliens' plans. They then go ahead and send in the military. The aliens have these undersea mechanized vehicles that they come out of the sea with. And essentially you have our Marines and army against these aliens and their weaponry. And all of that is classic Kirby tapping into basically any type of war comic he had ever done and staging this big aliens versus the military scenario. And then finally, in our last section, chapter four in One Minute to Doom, you have the challengers coming to the rescue, saving the day. I love Kirby's rendering of these little vehicles that the aliens are zipping around in with their ray guns on and it's almost like a small wheel in the front a small wheel in the back and these big wider wheels in the section with this bubble dome on them they're really really funky and you can see it being futuristic late 50s early 60s in their data design it's got a quirky cuteness to it is the best way i can describe it but again in typical kirby fashion and form it is fast and furious lots of action lots of diving around lots of explosions you also have the challengers finally saving the day and then ultimately we end with the professor coming down with a cold having been in antarctica and that's where we wrap up our story I enjoyed this romp. It was fun. I always like a good alien adventure invasion comic, and that's definitely what Kirby and our writer in this comic, Dave Wood, were going for. It really allowed Jack to dabble in the cosmic and Jack does a fine job here. And we've seen in the past with new gods, any time that Jack has decided to go cosmic, whether it be with Galactus and his work on Fantastic Four. It's really, really a lot of fun. Jack has a unique way of looking at the future, and certainly he brought that to bear here in this Challengers of the Unknown comic. But kids, we would love to hear from you. Please leave us a message via the Anchor app or send us an email at kirbyskidspodcast at gmail.com sharing your impressions of Showcase Volume 1, Number 11, from Challengers of the Unknown, The day the Earth blew up. Kudos, Kirby.